October 13th, 1972. A plane carrying a Uruguayan rugby team crashes in the Andes Mountains, which is still slightly better than LaGuardia. Welcome to The Revisionist. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And we have an extra spooky guest for you. Uh, um, it's Mitch Jones returning to the show. Oh, it's uh, Midnight Mitch Jones. Midnight Mitch Jones, who doesn't know yeah. there's a skeleton inside of him. Here from the witching hour. It's, it's, it's October, people. It's a Halloween episode. If you're we listening got, in the future. <laughs> yeah. We got Joe skeletons. Bob Briggs in one corner. Um, Rhonda Shear in the other. I fought a Frankenstein on the way over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's the month. <laughs> yeah, he in 20... punched a scientist. It's what he means to say. <laughs> it's right. it's the month in 2018 where the horror is a little more whimsical than the horror the rest of 2018. <laughs> <this> <laughs> oh God damn it! Uh, well, listeners, this is uh, that should have been your first clue uh, that this is our first spooked uh, Halloween yeah, spooktacular. Your first clue should have been when I said it. see if you can put the clues together um gumshoes that this is uh it's a real nora the explorer dora the explorer Nora the explorer (laughs) yeah that's the asylum knockoff of dora the explorer (laughs) it's like nick and nora from the third man but they're drunk and they have a monkey a backpack that talks i mean that sounds like if the if the third man series kept or the the thin man series kept going yeah uh where they would have gone with that Fuck. <laughs> I already, already way off track. But this is where we talk about spooky history uh, with the ghosts and the goblins uh, and all that, uh, as opposed to the normal history we talk about, which is only... Genocides and stuff. Yeah, which is... All that ho-hum history. Yeah, all that non-Halloween shit. Yeah, most history books nowadays just are titled Genocide and Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they still have all the happy stock photos. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Listeners, if you're new to the show, each uh, each episode we take a topic from history. One person presents the uh, official government-sanctioned uh, version of events. And another person comes up with a B-A-N-A-N-A-S yep. alternate history. And... The winner gets to become the actual approved history of the world going forward. Yeah, basically you get to choose between your fucking prepackaged Happy Meal history or the fucking raccoon that Grandpa killed in the back shack and made into a burger. (laughs) (laughs) I did not see the analogy at first, (laughs) but now that I see it, it's incredibly accurate. Um... Very apropos. Uh, I mean, if you've never had a raccoon burger, all that trash is incredible seasoning. <laughs> it's just stewing in its own juices. If you, if you find a bottle cap in the meat, you get to make a wish. That's the tradition. <laughs> <laughs> but the wish is more like a monkey's paw wish, where it comes true in ironic ways. Um, that's that's my official uh, Halloween spooktacular cadence and intonation. Uh, uh-huh. So get used to it for the next month, listeners, <laughs> uh, because it's incredibly grating. What the fuck? Th- oh, uh, last time on the show, we talked about uh, Julie Daubigny, mm-hmm. swashbuckler, uh, opera star, sexual pioneer. Yeah. Um, which is maybe not an actual title someone would give someone else. Um Sexual swashbuckler. <laughs> uh, yeah, sex buckler. A sex buckler. 
<laughs> that sounds like it could be a real thing. Oh actually. God! That sounds like a like a not terrible Cinemax movie. It sounds like a small shield that you fuck on. <laughs> 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 yep that's uh that's the literal definition and uh thank you to olivia shiling for appearing on that episode as of this recording we don't have the results for that because we're trying to get ahead of schedule uh not to pull back the curtain too much reveal so, our inner workings i guess um, yeah we, we might uh, for a while we might until we inevitably fuck up the schedule yep. we'll be up to it <laughs> Announced two episodes ago what happened. <laughs> and the episode before this was the Jack the Ripper one, and you probably already got a mini-sode about that. Yes, indeed. I <laughs> did not mean to draw that out like I did. Uh, listen, for our first uh, spooktacular episode, we're tackling a topic I've been sitting on for a very long time, and I'm very excited about. Uh, the Beast of Jevoudan. Mm-hmm. And Mitch, you are doing the actual history? Yes, sir. Hey there. This is Brian reminding you that The Revisionist is supported by listeners just like you. You can make a pledge and get rewards like shirts and even the right to vote over at patreon.com slash the revisionists. All right. So the Beast of Down. it first appeared in the early summer of 1764. Uh, it first appeared attacking a lady attending to her cattle, mm-hmm. but luckily the bulls in the uh, the cattle uh, pen there they were able to fight it off but what they she described was a giant beast like dog more bestial than a regular wolf uh, mm-hmm. apparently it was much larger than a normal wolf it had a log a larger tail um, so they weren't quite sure what this beast was uh, over the over the next couple months of 1764, there was more attacks reported, and uh, soon just everything was completely fucked. Everyone was just <laughs> like, they were just like, "There's wolves around here." Um, it actually, this uh, they, they might have been even supernatural, according to these folk. They they were, they were larger. They had more stamina. Just these folks didn't know what was going on. I, I do I do have to say, in regards to the cattle driving off the beast. Uh, this feels like, again, the oppressed holding up their own oppressors by saving the woman who would eventually <laughs> kill them from the thing that was going to kill her. Throw off your shackles, cows. Right. right. Uh, grass is the opiate of the masses. <laughs> Wake up, cattle. Seize the means of your own milk production. Stop telling us to eat more chicken. They are also, they're in the same boat. They are a fellow (laughs) oppressed class. Rise up and eat the humans, I guess. Yeah, I'd like to see a chicken fight off uh, a giant wolf beast, though, with a larger tail than normal. That seems to be the defining characteristic of these beasts. That chicken Um, would have to have a lot of heart. Yep. Yeah. Or one of those chickens from Zelda, because they... Uh, <laughs> oh, the cuckoos. Will... Yes. Yeah, those things will kill you fast. Yeah. Especially if you're a small elven boy, your <laughs> biggest predator is chickens. <laughs> is chickens inexplicably, inexplicably pace... Fuck. Never mind. I'm cutting that out, because I can't talk <laughs> with my stupid mouth. But, uh, so... Basically, every time there was an attack, uh, unless they were driven away by cattle uh, or steers, I guess, the the bulls of the cattle, uh, every time there was a killing in this village in France, uh, Mm -hmm. there seemed to be, they would always go for the neck, rip out the throats of these victims. Uh, So people started getting uh, 
pretty terrified. And they there was even such reports. It's like, well, some of these reports came in at like the same time, so there was questioning of whether it was just one beast or mm-hmm. several. Um, even though several seems to be like the the most common thing, people were like, "It's a supernatural wolf." <laughs> so some sort of super wolf. Some sort of super wolf. Or yeah, I don't know why I said it like I was in a Tennessee Williams play. <laughs> I kind of imagined you uh, as Huggy Bear. Some sort of super okay. wolf. Yeah, some sort of laser wolf. <laughs> and so the this is the story of how Fiddler on the Roof was born. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else saw on Twitter today, uh, and this is for my hockey heads in the audience, the Philadelphia Flyers new mascot, (laughs) which looks a little bit like a puppet version of Tevia from Fiddler on the Roof. Oh. (laughs) Called Gritty, I believe is his name. His name's Gritty. He is terrifying. Anyway, go on. So it got in January of 1965. Oops, sorry, 1765. <laughs> uh, uh, Vietnam was all the rage, and wait, that's, and that's wolf, not a good descriptor. An American werewolf in <laughs> Vietnam. Lyndon Baines Johnson was president. In uh, 1765, pardon me, Jacques Portefeuille <laughs> and his seven. Yes. It's a very Jerry Lewis pronunciation of it. <laughs> so, just... I'm sorry, quick, I'm not very... Pardon all of our French listeners here. Um, a quick aside. the fir- When I looked up Gritty, the first headline reads, Philadelphia Flyers' new mascot Gritty sparks backlash, comma, calls for euthanasia. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, do they not know that there's an actual person in that mascot costume? I guess not. <laughs> oh, man. That's, I mean, you're really, you're stepping into the line of duty when you put on the gritty costume. Yeah. You know, your family doesn't know if you're going to come back through the door at the end of the day. You come at the gritty, you best not miss. <laughs> he was one day away from retirement. <laughs> oh, God damn it. They, what was their mascot before Gritty? I don't know if they had one. Oh. It's just an airplane? It's a Philadelphia sports team. Their mascot was an overturned car. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, where were we? Jacques, Jacques Portefeuille? <laughs> oh, hey. Jacques Portefeuille? Yes, Martin Glavin. Uh, By all accounts, a nice lady. <laughs> so him and his several friends uh, were able to... Seven friends, they were able to uh, drive away this beast after it attacked a village one time. And it was so, uh, the encounter was so legendary that it became a talking point and, uh, in France. And it caught the, uh, the attention of King Louis XV, who, was, who gave Jacques uh, 300 livres, I believe that's how that's pronounced, uh, the old unit of money from uh <laughs> from that era france which uh i converted earlier today uh, it's only about 334 dollars <laughs> um but maybe i forgot to adjust for in- inflation so but... almost enough to get him a new switch right or whatever yeah but here's the kicker the other six people in that they had to split 350 leave rights from the king <laughs> uh but also jacques got to go to college on the uh on the dime of King Louis the Fifteenth, and uh, then he decreed that the French state would help 
kill the beast instead. Mm-hmm. So they sent a, a new like shipment of uh, people out to because these wolves have just been picking off these townspeople left and right, mm-hmm. not no mercy, ripping out throats. Mm-hmm. Eventually, uh, they weren't even uh, scared of uh, cattle anymore. They were they were biting cattle and stuff, and uh, <laughs> cattle. They were biting cattle. <laughs> they were the earliest known proponents of hamburger meat. Uh, yeah, that, a lot of people don't know that the the original hamburger was invented by a wolf in <laughs> 18th century France. Yeah, this wolf had a hat and it flipped a nickel. <laughs> um. So they uh, they started organizing hunting parties, uh, and there was this one guy called Deneval and his son, and uh, they believed <laughs> they believed that the beast could only be shot using guns. Uh, it could only be <laughs> <laughs> it could only be shot using stealth. Like so he couldn't be shot with like a big like stick or, or something. like a bow An and old arrow sponge. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Louis the handful of bees that you throw at the wolf. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) just a blowgun full of wasps, (laughs) or like it threw some marbles on the ground and the wolf (laughs) fell down some stairs. Yeah, they tried to home alone the wolf several times (laughs) to no effect. Yeah, they didn't have their talk boys yet. That was the problem. (laughs) Ah, that's it. They they just pretended to be in the shower behind a curtain to lure the wolf into attacking. But it was a silver shower curtain. The talk boy would not be invented till 1780. <laughs> Which was actually just a young orphan boy who repeated what you said. <laughs> talk boy, come hither! <laughs> yes, sir. So, uh, eventually, by... Uh, these two wolf hunters sent by the king, they were just, they had bloodhounds, but they were just unsuccessful. Apparently they, they were like, we need to be more stealth. We need to be more stealth hunting this beast. And, uh, the attacks just continued. Mm-hmm. And so they sent another person, uh, Anton de Bertonet. <laughs> I'm pronouncing all Sounds these delicious. names. Yeah, dude. His name is Anton de Ice Cream. <laughs> He was the sole arquebus bearer, which means he was the only person in France that had a gun at this point. <laughs> and he was the lieutenant of the what hunt. A fucking hipster. Jesus right. Christ. <laughs> There's a mass shooting in France. It's like, the only guy with a gun did it. The only guy. Wait, let's not, let's not prejudge things. That's right. <laughs> The only way the only way to stop that one bad guy with a gun is to hope that he's not that bad. Right. Is, I, I think that was the is stuff. with stealth shooting techniques. It's with a shitload of wolf spain or whatever. So uh I mean I love yeah, back in the day the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun was like wait for him to fire once and then rush him. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That's what these wolves were doing. Um but so in September of 19, uh, 1765, that's a hard habit to break, uh, and this Antoine dude had killed a gray wolf measuring 31 inches tall, and uh, it was about 5 foot 7 inches long. Uh, it was 130 Man, a pounds. Long wolf. Yeah, it's a big long, it's a, yeah. an old long wolf as they were uh, drawn <laughs> on cave walls. Um, but 
So they were like, Not this to be confused with long pig, of course. Right, right. <laughs> Delicious long pig. So this, dog... this episode brought to you by long pig. Long pig. <laughs> the, the meat referenced in my This Day in History that probably didn't make it on the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they killed this big wolf. Long and they were pig. like, tastes so familiar. <laughs> I would eat a fruit roll up made of bacon that was five foot seven. Oh, fruit by the foot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what it is. Fruit by the foot, yeah. Yeah, that's how the fruit by the foot is what's left over after the rest of the long pig. <laughs> and the mm, bubble tape is the, never mind. The world's longest chicharron. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so they thought they uh, they had uh, killed this wolf. They're like, this one has to be the beast of Gevaldnir. Uh This has to be it. This is a big-ass wolf. And uh, so they dusted their hands off. And then they were like, good Foley work, good Foley work. <laughs> yep. They were like, hey, so this has to be it. And uh, then more villagers were getting killed because apparently there was more than one. What? <laughs> it's almost like there's more than one wolf in the world. Say what now? <laughs> there so, can only be one kind of animal at a time. Right. There's only <laughs> everybody there's only knows one cat in the world to me. <laughs> there's only and one it's the two cats in my apartment right now. No, oh, I thought you were gonna pick. What a cop out. <laughs> no, it's a living paradox. So the fine they they Schrodinger's were like, cat, you might say. <laughs> Ooh, it's both one cat and two, two cats, cats at the same That's time. So much more pleasant than Schroeder, the what Schrodinger's box is actually like. So there's this. They were like, "All right, we got to kill this wolf." Actually, now, so they sent in this hunter named Jean Chastel, and Jean Chastel was uh, notable because he was like, "I know how we kill this wolf. It's a supernatural beast. We have to kill it." So he forged his own bullets out of silver, and that's where all the uh, from the werewolf legends that you have to kill it with a silver bullet because he ended up uh, killing this giant wolf. And uh, they confirmed that it was the actual killer be- of the of the village because they found human remains in its stomach from its last victim. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Jean Chastel, possibly a werewolf, possibly Van Helsing. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, that silver bullet. Also, I think he had blessed by a priest at some point. Yeah, um, he dipped his. Sh- uh, cross-shaped bow and arrow into some holy water. <laughs> yep, yeah. unloaded a soul gem on that thing and went to town. Yeah, that's wolf stood no chance. <laughs> there was even a theory that they're like, I think it's a wolf wearing armor made out of hog hide. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like, shut up, Pierre. You're drunk. <laughs> Go home. But of course yeah. I'm drunk. <laughs> Pierre, you say that every time anything happens. <laughs> Last week when somebody stole my my rosary, you said it was a wolf with an armor of hog hide. What did people steal back then? I don't know. <laughs> I guess bread, I guess. That's how Jean Valjean happened. Yeah. Uh, anyway. And they were operating on the theory at the police department that for a while, maybe a wolf made it with an armor of hog hide? Yeah, that was actually the first, the first unwritten act of Les Miserables. Was Jean Valjean hunting a wolf in hog's hide armor um, because it was French tradition to do so? Actually, when they beheaded King Louis the Sixteenth the first time, it was 
just a wolf wearing hogshide armor. Yeah, Brian, I think you have the lost musical number about the wolf wearing hogshide, don't you? Somewhere? Stowed away? Yeah, I got it. Uh... Hey, I'm a wolf. Oh, God, oh no. Okay, I'm editing that the fuck out. <laughs> I'm a wolf. Have you heard of a wolf's a wolf in sheep's clothing, but you've never heard of a wolf in pig armor? <laughs> I'm not yeah. throwing away my shot at this werewolf. Um, Hamilton, etc. The ham, in that case, short for the uh, hog's hide armor. <laughs> um, God damn it. The sun will come out, and then the wolf wearing hog's hide will go away until the following <laughs> evening. The only thing that can stop a wolf in hog armor is a cattle, a cow, a steer. If I was a wolf man, da 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 da. Okay, fiddler. If I was a wolf man, da 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 da. That was our musical theater segment. We don't remember any musical theater songs beyond a couple lines. Anything goes. That's it. It's a hard knock wolf. Um, I got wolves. They're multiplying. And I'm losing control. Oh, I did not realize you had pipes like that. Uh, and then, of I course, Duran Duran's Hungry Like the Wolf is pretty yeah, straightforward. Um, God damn it. Um, Mitch, thank you. Hey, thanks. Hi. My name is Paul Caroli, and I host a podcast called Changing Denver. It's a monthly show about our city's physical spaces, how we make them, and how they make us. But it's so much more than that. It's the conversations, ideas, and stories that define Denver's perpetual state of flux. Find more from our team at changingdenver.com and join the conversation on Twitter, at Changing Denver. Denver's changing. We can help. Zach, whenever you're ready with the alternate history. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, no one is... There was only one beast to start, and no one is really sure where the monster came from. But uh, by some accounts, the beast was released from the east in search of a feast to be filled not in the least God by farmers it. of yeast who found themselves fleeced and in need of a priest when they wound up deceased. Anyways, <laughs> look for your new album, Kamikaze, on Spotify now. Uh, the, uh, the attacks increased. And as things began... <laughs> uh, so Paris, uh, uh, France was in terror, mortal terror of this creature. And as the killings escalated uh, at one point, a kooky old inventor became lost in the forest and captured by the creature and his beautiful daughter tired of his provincial, her provincial life did follow. Uh, she <laughs> bargained for the release of her father offering to stay in his place, but failed to account for the fact that this was an animal who did not understand language and killed them both immediately. Uh, this story is still used in France as a cautionary tale about reading too much and getting your heads in the clouds. <laughs> Uh, but it was clear after that incident that the killings would not cease. And uh, uh, the bad press was really causing a problem for France in light of the biggest weekend uh, of the entire year, the negative 25th anniversary of Bastille Day. Fuck off. And, 
<laughs> really, they should have seen that coming then, I feel yeah. like. Uh, and the mayor of France was eager Fuck. to keep the town open for the big tourist season. That's why he accepted that first wolf that died. He immediately assumed it was the real thing because it cleared up the bad press and they could get all the tourists back into town. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, soon the killing of another boy made them uh, re- reluctantly defer to this ragtag team. Uh, <laughs> Dienneville, who was a nebbish researcher. Uh, mm-hmm. Duhamel, who was a seasoned wolf hunter. And Chastel, the new sheriff in France. And the three... <laughs> I'm just picturing a very Jackie Gleason-esque sheriff. Oh, God. Boys, that sheriff, that wolf thinks he gonna get away from us again? Well, as the three embarked on their quest, they, uh, they, grow, they grew to become friends, despite initially not getting along, and what's kind of really the heart of the piece. Um, but upon seeing the beast for the first time, Chestel noted that they had a wheelbarrow of insufficient size. <laughs> um... <laughs> For transporting the carcass. Um, ultimately, Duhamel the hunter was killed, and Dienneville was revealed to have surprised at the last minute in what kind of feels like a rewrite to me. And Chastel ended up killing the beast, not with a silver bullet, but with a silver oxygen tank that, of course, <laughs> blew up. Mm. But, but uh, even that was not, in the end, the real beast. That was an elaborate dummy the beast had created to ditch the fuzz and reportedly the elaborate dummy didn't work very well. And that's why it's not on camera very much. (laughs) (laughs) What they didn't account for, what they didn't, couldn't have known was that the beast's cub had begun uh, inspiring random acts of kindness about, uh, about Paris, making people fall in love, rediscover their childhood, you know, beginning to despise the tyranny of the monarch, things like that. (laughs) And in the weeks prior to the hunter's quest, uh, the cub had been having the beast's favorite raccoon carcass shipped across the world with pictures being sent back and delivered to the beast. And it finally inspired him to live his dream of traveling abroad. So he uh, created the fake beast that was killed. Mm-hmm. And spent the next several years traveling and murdering in different places, which any serial killer will tell you is much harder to track or connect. <laughs> As Zach is telling this also, listeners, it's getting progressively darker in the room he's in, and it's getting much spookier <laughs> as he goes on. This is a chilling tale. I'm telling it. a flashlight is under my chin, of course. <laughs> of course. Um, <laughs> as is our Halloween episode tradition. <laughs> Um, so the beast was Jack the Ripper? Well, I'm the, the story is not completed yet. Oh. Um, the beast, you called one thing right. The beast did eventually resettle in London, mm-hmm. where he was known to partake in such activities as enjoying Chinese food or pina coladas at Trader Vic's. Um, <laughs> though despite reports to the contrary, his hair was far from perfect. Uh, today, he's active in British politics. Uh, oh, he shaved okay. off most of his body hair. Um and, and he's been a big proponent of Brexit because he wants to limit France's ability to track him down and hold him mm-hmm. accountable for his past crimes. Is, so, there, is there any chance uh, Warren Zevon uh, perhaps wrote a song about? Yeah, back in the 70s, the Trader Vic's part. I thought that was a pretty clear reference. Okay, but I guess that's not. what I thought. I, I only I know have the to chorus the of Werewolves of London. As yeah. does everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. 
<laughs> Everybody give Play it, it back, DJ. Uh, werewolves of life. Okay. <laughs> that was a very We've had enough, of a down voice for that. Enough, enough, <laughs> enough musical in this episode. So he's been campaigning for breakfast, sh- Brexit, shaved off most for of breakfast. his hair. <laughs> shaved off most of his hair. Um, and he has anglicized his French name, Bet the Juvedon, to Boris Johnson. Oh. And, uh, that's where he is today. That's the true story. Oh. <laughs> of the beast of Quavadar. <laughs> you had it right like 30 seconds ago. Givaldon. How did you forget in 30 seconds how to pronounce it? <laughs> once, once the story is done, all that pronunciation knowledge yeah, just goes I, the story out parts, the window. We're fucked. It's done. Forget about it. <laughs> okay, so I just want to take off the list real quick. We had Jaws, uh, we had Werewolves of London. Yeah. Uh, um, we had fuck. What was the first one again? Beauty uh, and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Thank you. <laughs> Those were the ones I picked up on. The all the villagers were confused by oh, all well, the uh, dancing cups and armoires. Would it help if I said the Beast Cub who did acts of kindness about France was named Amelie the Wolf? Oh goddamn it! That's right. <laughs> damn it! I missed that. I've only seen Amelie once in my defense, so uh, Zach, thank you. Is that yep? What's Amelie? Oh boy, I'm, I've seen the uh, pictures. The, yeah, I mean the. I mean, of if the you've poster. seen if you've seen the poster, I feel like you've seen the movie. Uh, just it's in terms French. Of this is French. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? That wasn't. It's French. It's this French. Is this French. is French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually the tagline. I think it's a charming tale about love and whimsy. It's a dog eat dog world. This tale. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's much like battle royale. Actually, yep. <laughs> uh, it's it's the story of Ricky, but uh, made made in France. I don't know if anyone will get that reference. Like but... when the wolf had to go through that uh, large building and clear out each floor. Oh, it was the raid. Yeah, yeah. it's the raid redemption. Yep. Uh, but made in France with Audrey Tattoo as the as the lead, and many of the plot details changed. Um, oh goddamn it! Uh, listeners, before we move on, I just want to mention that the Revisionists is a proud member of the Denver Podcast Network, uh, along with such shows as One More Shot, uh, hosted by Elaine Grant, formerly of Public Radio. Uh, which is a show all about people's stories of having to reinvent themselves and go through massive changes in their lives. And it's a really good show that is uh, just coming back from hiatus. So check out One More Shot and uh, all the other shows at denverpodcast.net. Also, hey, why don't you you throw us a review there on your uh, podcast service of choice that you're listening to us on probably right now. Um, so yeah, put a written reviews are better. So just like copy paste some IMDB trivia from the movie Jaws and (laughs) leave us a five star review. (laughs) Uh, um, uh, yeah. iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google play, tune in all of those. Are you Um, on Podbean? Yeah. Should be on Podbean. There's a lot of, there's a lot of those that definitely, just take their feed directly from Apple. Mm. So, and it's like a lot of the smaller ones that are like always multiplying. But yes, yeah, should be on Podbean. Like Gremlins. Um, 
Yes, much like Gremlins. Don't uh, get this podcast wet. Yeah, don't get your phones wet. And then yeah. don't, uh, feed, don't after feed them after midnight. <laughs> don't try to jam a chicken wing into the fucking Thunderbolt port on your iPhone. <laughs> I uh, thought you were going to say disk drive, but that's just a thing of the past. <laughs> Who needs physical media anymore? Really, don't, disk drives are for storing chicken And now. definitely don't expose your phone to sunlight because you're outside and you should enjoy nature and not look at your phone. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say you shouldn't be outside. Yeah, don't go outside. The sun's a monster. The sun's the real beast of Garbudau. Yeah, as Zach's face is sinking into blackness. Uh, I'm just waiting for that wolf to pop up behind him on I this know. screen. It's Literally, like... it looks like a shot from the movie Unfriended or Smiley or something <laughs> like that. There's a, there's a stuffed animal of Paddington behind me. I think that's about as close as we're going to get. Yeah, you do keep looking behind you, which only enhances the effect. Paddington's telling me I'm doing a good job. <laughs> I command you with um, the name of Lucifer. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna record this episode backwards and then uh, rec- play it forwards. It's gonna be like the Black Lodge. Um, <laughs> uh, in addition to uh, reviewing, you can uh, interact with us, ask us a question, write us a letter, uh, send us some fan art, uh, send us some slash fix. Uh, via revisionistpodcast.com or revisionistpodcast at gmail uh, or Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the social meds. Um, Mitch, you uh, you co-host uh, a very, very fun podcast called Broadcast Geeks. Hey, thanks. Yes, that is, uh, it comes out weekly. Um, it is on Podbean. I don't know if it's on Stitcher. <laughs> I just, I like that you live in this world where Podbean is like the number one. It's all I know how to use, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Well, uh, no, I think it is on iTunes as well. Yeah, it Um, is. But. That's where I get it. I don't know if it's on any of those other ones. We're just not as, even though we have, you know, you guys have two hosts. We, at most, we have six hosts and we're just, we're still not as ambitious as you guys. (laughs) We're very lazy. To be fair, uh, I only finally did most of that shit with like the non Google, the non iTunes or non Stitcher platforms a few months ago. Cause I'm like, Oh, these also exist. So there's a, there's a shitload of podcast platforms, listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, of course they're all called Podbean. Uh, <laughs> but I podcast geeks, you talk about, uh, we talk about comic book movies and uh, superhero TV and mm-hmm. uh, pretty much anything that's uh, you know considered geeky or nerdy or whatever. We even uh, last last week we spent a good majority talking about the issue of uh, Batman Damned, where you can see the outline of Batman's penis. Oh right. yeah, uh, mm-hmm. the bat dong. The bat dong. Uh, so check that out if you're looking to listen to about some superhero anatomy. I guess. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so uh, you can find that weekly. You can also, if you're in Denver proper, you can listen to it on 1047 uh, FM radio mm-hmm. in a very truncated version. I had to learn how to edit. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing that keeps me from doing that is figuring out how to, A, transform this jizzcast and do something appropriate for the air, uh, and then... <laughs> Getting it in a deliverable mode. 
you know what? I just cut out all the cuss words and stuff, and it doesn't make any sense. When I, <laughs> the final product doesn't make any sense. So I'm just like, that's just how it is, I guess. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Um, listeners, as for me, I, uh, I co-host Queen City Companion, an all-fall storytelling show uh, with Jen Colick, friend of the show. Uh, and that is the first Thursday of every month at Mutiny Information Cafe. Uh, come check that out. That's a super fun show. Very and, fun show. Yeah. Um, I also host a brand new show called Know Your Shit. Uh, we had the first one uh, not too long before recording this, but um, it, this timeline has me all fucked up. Um, and it was crazy awesome. There were so many people who came. It was so fun. So come out to the next one on October 20th uh, at comedy room room where the theme will be monsters and uh the show is comedians giving comedy presentations comedy ted talks or whatever and it's really fun so come check out know your shit um zach uh this will be out october 13th so that's yeah probably late for in most states if people want to register to vote actually have a list of uh the places you could still register between now and our next episode coming oh, out perfect uh just take just a minute or so so give me a little bit of leeway talk so, amongst yourselves <laughs> if you're in delaware the last day to register online is today the day this comes out october 13th and if you're in delaware my condolences if so you're gonna in... roast the states uh <laughs> that's if you're in virginia the last day to register mm-hmm. online is the 15th uh, yep. if, if you're in Kansas, Nevada, Oregon, or West Virginia, Tuesday the 16th is the last day to register online. Minnesota, the last day to register online is uh, the 16th also, but you can register in person up till Election Day. Um, in New Jersey, you have to register in person by the 16th. Massachusetts, register online by the 17th. Wisconsin, register online by the 18th or in person after that. Nebraska, online by the 19th or in person by the 26th. If you're in Alabama or California, online by the 22nd or anyway by the 22nd. Uh, South Dakota, you have to mail in or your mail has to be received or your in-person registration has to be completed by the 22nd. Similar deal with Wyoming, but by the 23rd. Uh, Same thing again with New Hampshire, but by the 27th. Almost done. Saturday the 27th is the last day to register online or anywhere in Iowa. And uh, I'll just throw on Colorado for good measure, even though it's a little later. Monday the 29th is the last day to register online in Colorado, but you can register up till election day in person. And then there's a few more that you can still do after that. Utah, Washington State, Connecticut, Illinois, Montana, Maine, Idaho, Vermont, Washington, D.C., and North Dakota. But I'll get into those next time. (laughs) (laughs) But if your if your state was not on that list, it is too late, and uh, you can't vote if you ain't registered. Well, Zach, thank you. Yeah, and uh, I will still post in the show notes links to check your voter registration status and get registered in those states where you still can. So I think I forget we're judging again. Finally, after the Jack the Ripper thing, in judging between these, I'm tor- I do I do love the uh, the official story of the Beast of Javudan. I love crazy, like, local rumors and werewolf bullshit. 
I do also love just litanies of movie references with one Warren Zevon Zevon song thrown in. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, I was almost instinctively going to go against Zach just for the rhyming the uh the freestyle <laughs> rap that began the alternate history but then i i would not describe that as a rap <laughs> but then i was also it was charmed very, by it it was very seuss like very <laughs> seussical it was one of those things where i both loved it and w- was angry at it at the same time which appeals to me greatly i think my lone vote therefore will go to the alternate history from the slowly dissolving zach powers um <laughs> who is now just a nose and a set of very nice cheekbones uh, floating in a sea of blackness. He looks like a wolf, he does. <laughs> oh, no. Quick, shoot him with a silver bullet. We gonna need the <laughs> only guy with... Toss light. We don't have this problem, but we need the only guy with a gun in America. <laughs> the only guy with a gun in America. <laughs> That's, of course, Steve Gunn. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was James Gunn. Hey, <laughs> oh man! If James Gunn was the only person with a gun in America, that would be amazing. That's actually the best of all possible worlds. <laughs> I would want to live in because uh, when he tells you to make it work, there's like added added threat behind it. But listeners, voting is now open. But I think that'll do us for this episode. Uh, for everyone here at the Revisionists, uh, Mitch, thank you. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I had a lot of fun again. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for being here. Zach, thank, thank you, you as always. Uh, of course. Uh, I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. Have a spooky time. Ooh. Werewolves of London. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect out. Perfect out.